Welcome to another exciting episode of the You Know Show. We are two geeks who talk about everything. My name is Aaron, and I'm usually joined by my cousin Landon. Unfortunately, Wait a minute. are you still... reading this? Yeah, I've got a script. Oh, I was about to say it sounds just like the intro to the last one. That's right. Yeah, I have to say the same thing every time. <laughs> and now I've got to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of the You Know Show. We are two geeks who talk about everything. My name is Aaron, and I'm usually joined by my cousin Landon. Unfortunately, he is still MIA, which means that our guest co-host, Jeff, is back to discuss the creepy things in the woods that go bump in the night. Jeff, welcome for another episode. It is such a pleasure to be back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad I didn't wear out my welcome on the last episode. Well, I don't know yet. It hadn't posted, so we'll see. Um, you know, once once we get those numbers back from from our good friends over at Spotify, you know, then we'll we'll know. But uh, it's already too late. We're recording this now, so um, today we're delving into the fan fascinating realm of cryptids. Uh, for those of you who do not know what a cryptid is, it's a mysterious creature that may or may not exist. Um, we are specifically looking at Bigfoot. Sasquatch. 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 Also known as the Sasquatch uh, in our episode today, but we we might look at some other things. Um, but uh, other cryptids you may have heard of are the Chupacabra, Loch Ness Monster, of course, um, maybe spring Jack up in the New Jersey area. Um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely uh, going to focus on Bigfoot because that's the big one that people know about. Jeff, do you believe in Bigfoot? I do. He is out there. You're, you're a believer. I'm a believer. I have a, a Bigfoot sticker on the back of my laptop. Just showed you my Bigfoot lamp. Um, yes, so. I test it. It's there. It's true. Uh, and I've seen the uh, the Bigfoot. Um, is it a, a? It hangs in on your your rearview mirror in your car, right? Is that still yeah, there? I don't have that anymore. Sorry, oh. it lost its smell. Did it smell good or did it smell like Harry and the Hendersons? Like a swampy creature. <laughs> no, it's like pine scented. Oh, nice. Fresh out of the woods. <laughs> um. All right, so we're constantly discovering new species. So who's to say there isn't a large elusive primate roaming the remote forests of North America? Um, you have a story. And you, you believe that you have encountered the Bigfoot or a Bigfoot. I don't have another explanation for it. And I, you know, I've, I've heard you tell this story before and folks listening at home, watching this on YouTube, whatever. I, I am, I'm a believer based on what Jeff is about to share. If you're willing to share your story. I'm ready. Do it. All right. So I was in Lord college. Lord. Uh, there were three of us uh, all had a date. So we decided to take our dates out to Lake DeGray, which is west of Arkadelphia, Arkansas, before you get to Hot Springs, Arkansas. It is Arkansas's largest man-made lake. It is beautiful. Uh, but we went out on a peninsula 
and drove our cars out there and there's a parking lot out there. Um, so I'll set this up to kind of help us with some of the details as I move into the story. But when we got there, there's not another car in the parking lot and you've got to go a ways down this peninsula to get to this parking lot. We saw nobody out there. So we were out there by ourselves. We had gone out earlier that day to set up a little campfire place. So the goal was we were going to have a cookout down there next to the lakeshore with our dates and just enjoy ourselves as a cookout. So we came out that evening, we parked and me and uh, Dennis, one of my good friends, we traipsed down through the woods uh, to get the fire lit. We're walking down through the woods and we've got a flashlight. And so we get down there and we start getting things set up. And in the distance back toward where the parking lot was, we can hear Mitch and the two girls kind of just way off in the distance, just laughing and stuff like that. Uh, so as we're getting ready and it's dark, um, as we're getting ready and we're getting the fire lit and stuff, we hear this crash and we realized that it sounded like either a branch had fallen out of a tree or something. And we both just kind of froze and we stood up and we kind of looked at each other and we we're shining the flashlight around because it was dusk, wasn't pitch black, uh, just looking for anything that we could see. And we're like, well, probably a branch. So we get to work again. And about that time, something else hit and then we hear it roll. And about that time, something else hit and rolled. And we realized that there are rocks about as big as our fists, a little bit bigger, being launched out of the woods and hitting around us and just rolling into the leaves. And we thought for a moment, just kind of looked at each other and just, it was unnerving. We could still hear Mitch and the girls up at the parking lot. And so we start wondering what's going on about that time we look up and we see another rock, you know, about yay big comes sailing out of the dark hit the ground and scared us to death. And so we couldn't run back towards the parking lot because where these rocks were coming from was like a little bit between us and the parking lot. So what we did was we ran to the shore and started running down the shore to just trying to get a ways distance from it. And then we're going to cut back up through the woods up to the parking lot at a different angle. Of course, it, we let ourselves at this point get scared uh, but as we ran the first, I would say, 20 to 30 yards, rocks start hitting the water next to us where we're running, like being lobbed and hit, hitting right behind us or riding in front of us. And so we are full on scared to death. We find our angle. We take off through the woods. We get up to the parking lot and we start just yelling, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. So we get in the cars we leave the girls are like what's going on what's going on and so we're trying to explain to them as we're panting as we're driving off but literally as we drive back out this peninsula there's not another single car there is no sign of anybody else granted somebody could have been camping out and had their fun with us for a long time we thought that we were going to get back to campus start telling our story and one of our uh, brothers in our fraternity or someone else on campus would say, ah, ha, ha, I got you. you guys look like idiots. Uh, none, nothing like that ever happened. So it's probably a 
a year or so went by and I can remember distinctly one day reading about one of the most common associations with Bigfoot sightings is them throwing rocks. It's having rocks thrown at you. And that, when I read it, I remember like this chill going down my spine saying, that's, that's an explanation for what happened to us. And so that's my story. I didn't, I didn't see a Bigfoot, but felt like something was out there. There you go. That, see, guys, if you're not a believer after that, I don't know what will convince you. Because, I mean, there, so there are plenty of, um, I don't know, near misses that you see on, like, where people have posted videos online um the and it's it's like no one no one gets a clear shot of of what's out there in the woods but there's so many videos of people like they're on their property or they're out camping and and they they hear something they see something in the tree line it's not clear but it's something big and it's something dark and it's moving amongst the trees and it's like, all right, we're we're gonna catch this thing, and and they keep looking out there, but, uh, like you can you can make out shadows, and and it's like, well, is that is that something, or is it just like, are we just throwing shadows? And so it's 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 so crazy, but there's, you, man, that's like I said, that story is enough to to make me a believer. Um, I really appreciate you. Uh explaining that better because i'm sitting here looking at a large plate glass window that normally looks out in my backyard and of course it's dark outside so right now i'm a little bit unnerved <laughs> i keep waiting for their face to appear on the other side of the window See, that, that's why i keep my blinds drawn i'm on the third floor i don't want anything poking their head up here i mean that means it's flying i don't want that <laughs> um all right so the legend of Bigfoot isn't just exclusive to North America. Uh, there are similar creatures that have been reported in various cultures all over the world. Of course, you've got the Yeti or the Abominable Snowman in the Himalayas. Um, Australia has the Yowie. Um, so it kind of makes you wonder if there's like this universal uh, fascination that we have of, of a hidden giant ape man. And around even around North America, it's called something different wherever you go. Like m most people are familiar with calling it Bigfoot or Sasquatch, but uh, I think somewhere, somewhere in the Southeast, they call it the, the skunk man. Yeah. Uh, skunk monkey or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. I know skunks involved somewhere. I guess that's because it smells bad. Um, but, but they all have those same kind of, um, uh you know kind of legends that go along with them like you said with the you know stories of people having rocks thrown at them now i, I do want to ask you this do you think that um going with the the belief that this was a big foot or big feet maybe there were a couple of them out there were they throwing rocks to scare you away were they missing you on purpose or do you think they might have been trying to attack you i I don't think they were trying to attack us if we go with this narrative. 
I definitely think it was more along the lines of to scare us away as a territorial type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. More, it was more like driving us away than it was trying to hit us. Sure. I'd be interested to know, like you said, there were, there were no cars that had been there and um, nobody else was around. I wonder if uh, there had been stories uh, in that area and people avoid it because of weird things like that happening. And you just, you guys just weren't privy to that knowledge before you went that evening. I, I would doubt it. I, I mean, even thinking back, I mean, like during peak season, this place is so highly trafficked. Really? So, but it's very, I mean, Lake DeGray is, is very woodsy and remote. Uh, so the possibility of a creature like that finding his way out there wouldn't surprise me during the time of year we were out there. Peaceful, quiet. Yeah. Um, so there have been lots of conspiracy theories. Some people have argued that uh, the National Parks uh, program was put into place to sanctuary uh, undiscovered creatures like these. Teddy Roosevelt, I'm pretty sure, was famous for um, believing in these cryptid type creatures and, and, you know, knowing that they were out there. And so uh, that's why he implemented national parks to exist so that they could be undisturbed um, or at least have some limited human interference. Um, but other, you know, of course there are skeptics out there who just think it's people's imaginations running wild. Um, you know, I mean, how many people have gone out in the middle of the night, you hear something and just your imagination go, goes crazy. If, if you don't know what's going on, that's why reading a book is so much more interesting than watching a movie because your imagination can, Right, create these worlds, and if you're lost in the dark, uh, of course I'm going to imagine that some giant ape creature is is chasing yeah. me in the woods. Um, you know the fascinating I, you know, thing about people who report sightings of these creatures, particularly Bigfoot, is internationally it's across social, economic, and educational levels. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got people who are who are country folk who report seeing these creatures. You have people who are doctors and police officers and and renowned scientists who report seeing these things. I mean, your your listeners can do a quick search on Bigfoot on Google and just tap on the news. And like literally this month in November, there was a sighting in the UK. Uh, and then earlier this year, there's a sighting in Colorado. Uh, off of a train where a couple and four other people saw a creature walking in the woods below the train tracks. Um, so it's like you hear about sightings all the time. There's a famous video from 2015 uh, that's pretty unnerving to watch um, that just kind of began making its rounds this year. Uh, but it's super easy just to do a quick search on Google and tap on news and see what happens. So, but you know about these that uh, have come up or do you, do you have like a, a Google alert set up for, for whenever Bigfoot news hits? <laughs> no, I, I literally, well, about once a month, I just click and see what, what's everybody saying. Uh, my college roommate and I, uh, Mitch was actually one of the guys out there, but 
He's in Little Rock. And we have jokingly always said, next time there is a sighting near one of us, we're going to take a couple weeks off of work and we're going to go camp out and we're going to see if we can't have our own sighting. That's crazy. I don't know, man. I'd, I'd be afraid. You get rocks thrown at you again, man. Yeah. Um. So apparently, uh, you know, in 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 the spirit of talking about creatures that may or may not exist, uh, Virginia is home to a cryptid, uh, called the Snallygaster. Have you ever heard of heard, heard of this, the Snallygaster? No, I have never heard of that. Uh, I hadn't until I started doing some research for this podcast, but apparently it's a mythical dragon-like creature. Um, and I'm not sure exactly where in Virginia they say it is. I don't think it's around our area, New River Valley, Roanoke area. Huh. Um, <clears throat> but apparently it has, uh, so forgive me, I'm going to read this off my notes. Legend has it that German immigrants brought tales of this monstrous creature with them. Uh, the Snallygaster was said to terrorize the region, preying on livestock and unlucky villagers. It's incredible how these stories have become ingrained in the local culture. Um, even, you know, all these years later after these immigrants have been here for hundreds of years and these stories just kind of happen. Um, it, it says that uh, some people say they've seen the Snallygaster flying through the night sky with its tentacle-like appendages. I've I've never seen or heard of anything called a Snallygaster, but uh, folks out there, if you're listening to this and you're from Virginia and you've heard of a Snallygaster or seen it, please leave a comment somewhere because I I'm lost on this. Yeah, it seems like it, they could have named it something better if it's such a fierce creature, because that just sounds like a bad bowel movement. <laughs> uh, we've got a bad case of the Snallygaster. <laughs> I think it was that burrito I had for lunch. <laughs> See, it just makes sense. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm I'm a lot more familiar with, with what... Um, of course, you know, Bigfoot, but a lot of a lot of the things that they say exist in Appalachia. Like there's there anytime you talk to somebody who's like you know, for generations, they've they've lived in the backwoods, the small towns of like southwest Virginia, southern West Virginia, eastern Kentucky. Um anytime, you know, you'll you'll hear people talk about like if they've they've heard voices out in the woods, yeah, they're like, do not respond. Uh, if you hear whistling out in the woods, do not respond. In fact, don't go out into the woods at night because something is out there and it's going to kill you. And there's just so many scary like stories. Have you ever seen? Um, it might be on Hulu. Uh, this i don't know if it's a documentary or if it's a like a pseudo documentary called missing 411 yes you've heard of it you've heard of the books that this guy's written yes um yes. i can't remember the author's name mm -hmm. but uh like he has he has literally gone and studied like 
all of these disappearances that have happened all over the country in national parks and national forests. And there is just something mysterious that links them all together. But it's like, what really happened? Because these people disappear without a trace. Right. And, uh, you know, is Bigfoot, you know, does, does Bigfoot have something to do with that? Is it something else? Like what's what's happening to these people? And um, it's just it's so interesting to to look into these things and study them. But um, terrifying. I, I haven't been camping since I was uh, in college, and I don't think uh, I'll be going anytime soon because I've 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 seen too many of these stories now, and I'm just like I don't I don't want to be a part of that, and I'm not going to put myself out there for a skinwalker to come and trick me into walking into the woods late at night, and you know I'm. I mean, what if I get up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, and I'm I'm standing there against a tree, and then all of a sudden, I'm the next missing four one one guy. Right? No, 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 thanks. I mean, what if you're out there and you're taking a snallygaster, and the Bigfoot comes and hits you over the side of the head with a rock? <laughs> I mean, I was just minding my own business, dropping a snallygaster. <laughs> I I had my shovel, I, I dug a hole. I wasn't just gonna leave it out, but I got whacked upside the head with a rock. Just came out of nowhere. Do you, do you think at some level some of these stories have just been passed down to keep kids from going out in the woods? Like, is it is it just like some kind of like a cultural folktale to provoke caution amongst the youngins? Could be. Could be. Uh, keep kids from, from going out there and doing certain things that uh they shouldn't be doing at a certain age uh or maybe it's a, a property a territory thing um i mean not all people out in appalachia can necessarily read and write uh you know some people are going to put handmade signs and say you know private property will be shot on site uh other people might not be able to do that they'll just tell stories of snallygasters that uh guard their property It'd be pretty fascinating to trace like the uh, advent of some of these uh, creaturely legends to times of like moonshine and uh, stills out in the woods and things like that. Cause it makes sense. You know, how can we keep people away from this? Let's spread some rumors of some weird things going on. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's all we've got. Jeff, do you have any other um, fascinating stories of, of encounters with cryptids? Have you met any aliens or anything? I have not met any aliens. Uh, last week we did an episode about UFOs. Have you ever have you ever seen a UFO? Uh, I think I have. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, we got time. Tell the tell this story, please. I'll tell I've, real this is one I haven't heard. I was probably uh, twelve to. 14 years old I was riding my bike with three or four other of my friends in Marlow Manor in Little Rock Arkansas uh, we get to the top of this hill which kind of you can see out over a good portion of West Little Rock as we get up there we happen to look up in the sky and you know that the the, the uh, typical generic image of a flying saucer is just like a long cylinder with a bubble on top well, we saw a series of those, but they were turned up on their sides and they were blindingly white and they were streaking across the sky 
And we literally sat there and watched them streak across the sky for a minute or two, long enough to go, whoa, to turn around and look around and start thinking, should we run home and like try to get a camera or something? And so we had a long enough viewing of what was happening to start thinking about, should we get a camera? Uh, you know, of course, those are the days back before cell phones and stuff like that. But so sure. who knows what it was or what they were, but yeah, they were unidentified for us uh, kids. And I remember we talked about it for weeks after that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we talked about was, uh, you know, how we've got cameras in our pockets now. And uh, but there's also amazing things you can do with AI and <laughs> right and, and creating false images that look very realistic so it's like so are they real or are we just seeing things um but yeah it's it's fascinating nonetheless whether it's cryptids or it's uh ufos um well it's been a lot of fun uh talking about this stuff and a little, a little scary I'm, I'm glad i live in a big city uh, i'm not going out into the woods anytime soon um jeff thank you once again for uh for joining us this week right, uh, thanks to for asking. our to our listeners, uh, our viewers over on YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon uh, to be notified whenever we post something new. Um, but yeah, thanks, Jeff. Thank you. I've enjoyed being a part of it. I'm honored. Hopefully we'll be able to get you on here again sometime. Uh, and don't forget, uh, Jeff has uh, his podcast. Um, remind me what it's called again. Uh, Ordinary Celebrity, right? Ordinary Celebrity. Uh, so be sure to check out his podcast. We'll put his uh, his information on the screen, so you'll be able to uh, go visit. And it's down in the down in the description uh, down below. So until next time, have a great whatever it is wherever you are. Mm -hmm.